Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. All right, I've decided it's time to do Proving Grounds 5, The Silver Quest. Legends from a bygone era. The three brave adventurers who who constitute the fable band known as the Silver Quest now maintain a litany of aches, pains and complaints nearly as long as their lists of illustrious deeds. Perhaps that you can help restore the quest to its former glory. Not that it needs any help, mind you. They're, they're just they're as good as they ever were. Better, in fact. Just so we're straight on that. And we begin. Alright, part one is the Hall of the Hobbled. Well, there's only two parts. Part one. A surprisingly fierce one in with an Evil spirit, and that's in quotation marks, has left the three long-standing members of, of the quest battered in bad spirits. Looks as if you're on your own from here on out. So, part one is called a Kunwok. Well, it is called a Kunwok. I'm sure it's called a Kumbok, but the Kumbok ends with a question mark. Anyway, so let us begin. You should have seen it, Sir Crokington, says Pritham, as he carefully adjusts the sling holding his left arm in position. It's a horrid sight. Flowing, long flowing black robes and glowing red eyes. Could have been a long, long living. Claws as long as any dragon's talon, adds Windle. Hobbling over to the side of the fire with the assistance of a stout oaken cane. I've rarely seen anything fight with such fury. Yes, and I... So shall, shall soon forget those glowing green eyes, quipped Iskridar. Reaching up to feel the gloomy bandage covering his forehead. Python flashes an annoyed glance at Iskridar. What? D- did I say green? It was red, of course, he said. Yes, red. Yes, red glowing eyes. You'll have to excuse me, Sir Crockington, but the matter's... The matter's taken quite a bit out of me. So there you have it, says Windle. Well, if it was, it's put us all in a bad way, I'm afraid. Likely it would be a few weeks before we're back at it again. Well, it's a good thing we have you, Sir Crockington. Very good thing indeed. Windle told you that the Silver Quest has been commissioned to investigate a cave just outside the village of Eastron, a half day's journey north of, the, north of the city. You learn that several villages have reported seeing a large creature with a long barbed tail skulking about the countryside over the past several weeks. And recently, a handful of livestock have gone missing from a nearby farm. A troll would be my guess, says Windle. But Pritham shakes. But Pritham shakes his head. Be the first troll I've ever seen with a tail, he scoffs. You take my word for it, Sir Crokington. It's a conock up about East Arm. There'd be no mistake about it. There's a, look, there's a law book link for conock. Conrock. The foul-tempered Conrock is a beast that almost defies description. But the GM is very good at describing things, so he just won't overwhelm the, de- the, de- the, defi- the defying... the defyingness of it. This ogre-sized terror, its thick hide covered with bristly black hair, moves about on four legs most of the time. For it is capable of walking upright. Its large mouth is full of long, sharp fangs, and it's a long, barbed tail 
which it uses to stun its prey before tearing it open with deadly with its deadly claws. Connock's face. The Connock's face resembles that of a bear. Few have lived to tell of an encounter with one of these menaces. Well, we're going to add one to that list. You know, either evil is a Connock and it's not something else. Or, you know, just hysteria. A Connock? Says Wendell incredulously. Oh, do go on, dear Pritham. There have been no Connocks in these parts for two decades. Iswitar doesn't say anything. But he nods in agreement with Window. An interesting, but obviously incorrect assessment, Franz put them. It's a conrock that growls up in East Town. Unless it's put down, the beast will devour that village right quick. Instead of fussing about what it might be, which it is not, we should at least sir, to sir croaking what else it might be, which it is not, we should at least sir show Sir Tokington the trick for dealing with them. You learn that Conrock's favourite tactic is to suddenly leap on top of its prey and stun it with a stroke of its heavy barbed tail. All you need, need to remember is to remain perfectly still once it spots you, says Pritham. It will forget about you if you stay still, leaving you the chance to attack it on your own terms. That's not a strategy I would advise, said Issachar. The moment it spotted you, it's already too late. Your only recourse is a swift and devastating attack. Put the beast on its heels. Heels, and you at least have a fighting chance. How you and how you handle a combat once it spotted you is turn your back to it, says Pythem. Whereas it no longer sees your eyes, it will usually ignore you. Raise it out for a few moments and then slowly turn back to it. All but forgotten you. A loud argument ensues, but suddenly abates when Python leaps to his feet to retrieve the pot of paleo on the fire that has begun to bubble over. Be what it, be what it may up in these times, says Wendell. I'm certain that our, our gal, Sir Quokington, is up to the task. We should remember that she is more than a few adventures under her belt. Yes, yes, quite a few, quite a few. But more than a hundred by now. Wendell tells you to consult with the head of the village, a man named Torbred, to make sure you obtain from him the 250 gold upon completion of the mission. We're counting on you, says Wendell, as he hobbles up and slaps you on the shoulder. I know our trust is, as always, well placed. Pritham shows you the map and tells you how to get to East Arm. The journey is likely to take at least half a day. There are two basic routes you could travel. The shorter, more direct direct route. Direct route through a forest known as Maiden's Wood, a longer, perhaps safer route over Crown Hills. So shorter route through Maiden's Wood or the longer route through Crown Hills. Or I could ask the members of the Silver Quest before deciding. I guess I'll do that first. Not surprisingly, your three members of the Silver Quest weren't able to sort of come to any sort of consensus on which route you should take to Wheat East Arm. Windle says the path through Raven's Wood would probably be the most prudent route, as it would be the quickest. Ikristar is quick to counter his opinion by saying the wood has become altogether too dangerous these days and is avoided by by most travellers. So you would suggest the Crown Hills? Ruther asks. I would only choose to stroll those hills if I felt like taking an ogre club over my head. Maiden's Wood is the way to go. It's the way I'll choose to go. Hmm. So, Maiden's Wood or Crown Hills? Uh, I, this really hasn't helped me decide at all. So you know what? I'm going to flip coin now do I have any coins on me in my wallet no no I don't have to be a virtual coin well over to random.org all right 
Alright, let's just... Okay, heads. Heads for Raiden's Wood. Tails for Crown Hills. Coin Flipper. And we'll flip. Well, we'll just... We'll flip, they'll flip the GPP because I know which side of that's which head, heads and which is tails. Flipping one coin. It's a heads. We're going through Maiden's Wood. Whether that's the wise idea or not, we shall see. You bid farewell to your fellow members of the Silver Crest and set, set off at once to East Arm by the way of Maiden's Wood. You've been following the main road leading north through the forest for over an hour, when you're startled by a series of blood-curdling streams, screams from the west. So do I ignore the screams? And probably have someone die because of my neglect? Again? Obviously, I leave the world and investigate the screams. I mean, there's a chance it's a trick, but if it's a trick, well... I'm going to come across someone who's a dirty tricker, and I'll deal with them. Win-win, really. You leave the road and press west into the forest in search of the source of the desperate screams. Only too soon do you realise you've made a horrible mistake. In all directions, the trees begin to move. You suddenly find yourself surrounded by a group of six towering domic. Okay, but what made the screams? Because I don't... Think Domu can scream? Well, maybe they can. The wicked tree beings cl close in around you, the foremost of them issuing yet another of the screams that has lured you into their clutches. Okay, so I can attempt to flee from the six Domuk or fight them, you know, before they hurt anyone else. Obviously, I'm going to fight them. Hold your ground and fight the wicked tree beings. The foremost of the Domuk surges forward and swipes out at you with his powerful limbs. You manage to dodge the first series of blows, and counter with an attack of your own. Now, I'm not sure if we, I did it the same way when Zoop went through, but if we didn't, this is new. Domok. Domok swipes at you with a broad limb. I do two impossibly swift blows, and it is slain. 21 XP. You leap back from the remains of the slain Domok and find yourself facing a pair of the wicked creatures. Oh, oh right, they're, they're learning, I guess, that I'm not so easy as I really, really look like I would be to take down with being all tiny and, and, and a toad. Two Domoks. They swipe at you with their broad limbs. I stab with my very narrow stabber. Oh, they're very nearly dead. Dead down to 2%. And now they are slain. 22 XP. Three Domok step forward to replace their fallen kin. The savage tree beings grumble as they close in around you. Well, you might have stood a slightly better chance if you all attacked at once, but... I don't know if you can even do that because, well, you're kind of large and I'm kind of small, so there might just not be enough space space for you all to attack at once. Begin combat with them anyway. The Domok swipe at you with their broad limbs. The Domok grabs hold of you, entangles you with its thick branches, and shakes you violently out. Most travel sickness. Too much shaking. Keep swiping. And so on. The dog grabs hold of you, shaking you with stick branches and shakes you violently. Fortunately, it's just dry heaps now. And again, they shake me violently. And they are slain. 22 XP. The six Domuk are no more. And there's little time to catch your breath. A metallic clanking from the south spins your head in that direction. To witness the approach of a horrifying foe. 
nearly twice the size of the Domek you've already defeated. With a miscellany of pieces of metal armour tangled in its upper branches, is the towering ancient Domek that strides towards you. Alright. The fearsome beast shrieks as it bears down on you. Okay, is that how it, how it got my attention? I could flee, but, well. Sir Crokington very, very rarely flees. So, obviously, especially from, you know, I've already handled his minions, so. Stand your ground and face the ancient tree creature. You bravely stand your ground. Prepare to engage the ancient dog in a brutal fight to the finish. This is an ancient dog. And it's very angry, and I presumably he's got all those armour pieces from, you know, just peeling some knights up. And just, you know, cracking them open and getting out the delicious, delicious flesh within. Or something like that. And, you know, just keeping the armour, because just got stuck there, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe just, you know, be scary. Or maybe just thinks it's pretty. Ancient Domek. Swipes through his broad limbs. Stabity, 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 stab. It is slain. 39 XP. With the reverberating thud, the ancient Domo's obscene bulk slams into the forest floor. Forest floor. The pieces of metal arm entangled in its upper branches clatter loudly upon impact, and several of them, several of them tear free, free from their former perches. You, find, you search through the arm and find nearly all of it. Is damaged and useless. Well, it is now. However, one piece lying near the very top of the slain Domuk proves to be a remarkable find. It's an unmatched plate helm. So that is literally the best non-magical helmet you can get. Of course, I have a magical helmet, the Warlord's Helm, which is, which has the same standard points, but also. It boosts your stats. Boosts your melee racing by 5, your agility by 4, and your body by 4, and your might by 4. Which is very handy, because all of those stats were were quite deficient in Sir Crokington, what with being a toad and all. They are definitely taking this plate helm. I'll be selling it later for a thousand or so. A thousand or so gold, I think more than that. Alphys, yes, in fact, if you'd done this quest earlier, that may well have, you may well have found yourself equipping that. Especially if you took another route at the end of Horting with Dernsturg and took, and took the, the Dragonwing Breastplate. Or some or something else instead. In which case you wouldn't have a super helmet. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, check over your equipment, you return to the forest road and once again set off on the trek to Eastar. The remainder of your journey to Eastar proves uneventful, and upon your arrival you are met by the head of the village council. A portly, waving-haired man by the name of Torbrid. Torbrid seems disappointed the entire Silver Quest has not made the trip. But when he explains the circumstances that made it so, his mood, mood seems to brighten. He tells you that some local huntsmen have tracked the creature, whatever it is, to a cave in the hills north of the village. He says that he, indeed the entire village, are eager for you to investigate and put an end to the terror that's gripped East Ham for almost three weeks. Of course, should you wish to rest and investigate the cave in the morning, it would be understandable. It is, after all, a long trek from Twithick. So, I could accept the offer and turn to the cave the following morning, but 
Could the beast come out in the night? And do who knows what? No, no, no. Gotta deal with this now. Investigate the cave now. There it is, says Tobard, pointing to a dark mouth of a cave. Mind you, we've not, not seen the creature in a couple of days. It was last seen, seen sinking into that shadowy lair. I pray the old father goes with you to that place, friend. Let's just hope this, it, this like most of the caves we encounter, it has only one entrance slash exit. Because, I mean, caves can, you know, connect to other caves, and it can all be a whole network of underground passages where it could just have gone into the cave and came out of another cave, perhaps miles away. Or maybe the cave let the cave met up with a mine or a basement somewhere. I mean, I mean we can't be sure it's it, it's in there anymore. It could have gone anywhere. A loud glutteral war suddenly suddenly emerges from the cave, causing your heart to skip it. Oh, okay, it looks like it is in there. All the colour drains out of Tubwood's face, and he stabs something inaudible before turning and moving swiftly back in the direction of the village. Alright, I'm in the cave. I'm in the southwest corner. You stand just inside the mouth of the cave. The overpowering odour of watting fresh assails your senses, nearly causing you to wetch. But I, I wetched earlier from those... From being shooken up by those Domuks, so not that dire threat to me. I probably should have probably should have ate something. Oh well. All right, I'm going east. Now this cave, you it's you, it's a, mostly a circle, and on the other side of the cave is a something. So you can just go for it from. The north path, what we go from it from the north or from the south. Twirling around, I'm going to go for it from the north. The watting carcass of a deer lies in the middle of the cave passage. Alright, I've got to a little corner. The north corner, what's going here? The watting remains of some unknown creature lie in the middle of the passage. Alright, now making my way east. What sounds like heavy breathing to the east? It's the the conoch or whatever it is. Obviously, I know what it is because I've played this before. But for the purposes of dramatic tension, I don't. You hear what sounds like heavy breathing to the south, and there it is—a question mark on the map. Something is there. The conoch itself, probably. What looms into view out of the darkness ahead causes you to freeze in mid-step. A hideous, black-haired creature, stooping over the bloodied carcass of a large bear, turns its head and locks its eyes upon you. The massive beast snarls viciously, revealing a mouthful of sharp fangs. The tip of a barbed tail flings back and forth almost a foot above its head as it turns to fully square itself with you. You have little doubt you are staring at a conoch. The very creature, Prifflump, surprised you would find in East Arm. You quickly recall the various pieces of advice given to you by the fellow members of Silver Quest, Quest regarding the dangerous beast. So, I could stand perfectly still. That is Wundle's advice. I mean, he is the leader, so... So he, so he, presumably, he's fought the most monsters out of all of them. I'll turn away from the Konak. That's Prithan's advice. Now he knew he knew it was a Konak, so there's something there's something to be said for him. His advice: a complete forward and attack the beast. Iskutar's advice. I admit that's the advice that works in most beasts. So something to say for that. Or I could run away now. You know what? Random.org. Alright, I'm going to use that again. One to four. Just that's. It's number one. Apparently, I'm going to stand perfectly still, as Windows advised. 
you stop all virtually all movement and become and become as still as a statue, praying that Windle's advice bears merit. Apparently, it does not. With an ear-shattering roar, the hideous beast leaps at you, its claws extended to tear into your flesh. Okay, I could dodge. I could use fortification. And there's this, whatever shadow magic is, if I had it, I could use it. But I don't, so I can't. So, fortification, then. Succeeded. 32 experience to fortification. The Connock issues a startled yelp as it smashes into the barrier of blue sparkles that suddenly appears before you. The fearsome beast topples back, landing in a heap on the floor of the cave. Wasting no time, you rush forward and attack the stunned creature. Alright, I love it when they do, when fortification... It's so much more satisfying when a melee attack is blocked by fortification than a ranged attack. But it just it hurts them more. There's more effect because when it when it's against a ranged attack, it's just blink, 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 blink. Yeah, you're not getting hurt, and it's impressive, but there's no physicality to it. But when you're blocking a melee attack, now that that's that's another thing entirely. All right, I'm fighting the Kunuk. It is stunned, but the name hasn't been changed. Anyway, let's begin combat. The Kunuk roars as it savagely attacks you. All right, I, a sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy for seven damage. Alright, it's nearly dead, and down it goes. It, it forgot to run away. The Connock shudders, and then collapses onto the cave floor. Its limbs twitch for several seconds, and then go limp. The fearsome beast is no more. A quick search of the area reveals a pile of animal skins, upon which the creature apparently stepped. Amidst the makeshift bed, you discover a soft leather pouch containing a fair amount of gold and two adventurer tokens. Hmm. Well, if it has adventurer tokens, presumably it took them from an adventurer's, which implies that this beast has killed other heroes in its time. That all, that all Tally sneaked in, sneaked in and just put two adventurer tokens there as a, as a special bonus for whoever slays this beast. Because presumably that's how a lot of the adventurer tokens end up around all around. Tally's just come goes up to mods goes up to the toughest monsters that need slaying and just puts a few adventure tokens near them. Thrilled. That you have brought yep, two adventure tokens, which is very nice. Bring up to 202. Thrilled that you've brought the mission to a successful conclusion. And confident you haven't overlooked anything, you promptly make your way out of the cave and head back to the village. Turbred is ecstatic. When you arrive bearing news of the com comrade's demise, he quickly retrieves a cloth bag and hands it to you. There, and worth every bit of that, he says, beaming. We are simple folks at Crokington. While hunting these creatures might be nothing new to you. It's nothing in the short of pure terror for the rest of us. 250 gold tokens. At Tilbury's insistence, you have a final meal in the village, before starting out on a long trek back to the city. Give... My kindest regards to your fellow brave companions, he says you depart. Is there anything like you, like you? The four of you must strike fear. Into every heart of every monster from here to the Sundren. Farewell, my friend. What is the Sundren? The Sundren Sea. The Sundren Sea is a vast, is a vast expanse of ocean to the north of Northern Swift. It's over from this, it's over from this ocean that swifts two races of men, 
the Ardavari and the Voathian first arrive. Ancient legends say the Ardavarian Hyrian Seer, who many would believe was the only true Avatar, Avatar of Sithak, slew a mighty sea serpent named Vortrak, while leading the Ardavari to the shores of Swith. Legend also tells us that the sons and daughters of Vorak prowl the Sudran to this day, seeking out the ships of the Adivari and vowing revenge on the son Lucia. Farewell, my friend. Prithen's smug grin nearly spreads off, off the edge of his face as you sit before the fire in the headquarters of the Silver Quest. Relating to your comrades the details of your victory over the Conrock. Windle frowns as Windle leans back in his chair. With his hands clapped behind his head, his face still painted with a wide smile. Perhaps next time you will remember that even I might know a thing or two about something, he says wryly. When you attempt to present Windle with the gold that was paid to, was paid to you by Torbred politely refuses it. She who does the work shall have the reward, he says smiling. Okay, but... Okay, but, uh... How do you pay for groceries and things? Oh, I assume you have savings. But just, just, you know, don't... Don't, don't, you know... Do without heating your place and all that. You spend the next small while relaxing before the roaring fire, nodding off now and again as Prithens prattles on with more stories about Kunroks than you ever thought of existed. Wildor eventually gets up and leaves the room, grumbling something to himself, while Isratar turns his back to Prithen and sets about sharpening the blade of his short sword. Well, if we've all heard enough about Kunroks, that I suppose I should speak on another matter, says Britham. How about monster fighting tactics? It's another subject I happen to know something about, oddly enough. And that is the end of this scenario. Oh, it's 64 experience to general. Alright, let's just go straight on to the next one. Stumped is what it is called. Uh, and I've just checked the wiki, and it turns out that by going through the forest rather than the Crown Hills, I lost to I lost a chance to gain an, another two adventurer tokens. But it means all of you got to read something that you probably nearly everyone has skipped because you want the adventurer tokens. So I consider that, consider that a fair exchange. Fair exchange. After all, you, you get you get more than enough power in this game to get through everything. You don't have you you can afford to miss a few ATs here and there. Stump still, Window wars his eyes and casts a sidelong glance at Pritham. I don't honestly believe there are any stump cells left about. The event. Let's allow Sir Croaking to head up to the Cutter's camp. Investigate it for herself. What is a stump seal? Stump seal. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. These living stumps have a large set of powerful jaws, sharp fangs and a ferocious appetite. Not a good combination. It has long been believed they are evil woodland spirits that take up residence in stumps, and sometimes other sorts of wooden objects. Whatever their origin, these terrifying beasts love nothing more than devouring any living being, any living creature in their path. I'm going to say it's the rage of all the trees that have been cut down, compressed into one stump, which is now just going to kill everybody. I don't know, trees can get angry? Well, we know Dormu can, and presumably Dormu could as well. But regular trees, can they get really angry? Who knows? Who knows? More than devouring every living creature in their path. Prithin grins at Widow and nods, yes. And when she finds out that it's a stomp sill that water all the mayhem up, then says Prithin, I would just like her to know that, having quite enough of being talked about as if you're not in the room, you clear your throat loudly. It's a very large throat, so it's quite loud. Both Woodrow and Prithin. The only two fellow members present apologise and fill you in on the details of what they've been discussing. Wendell tells you that an old friend of his, a blustering fellow named Grotham, has just hired the services of the Silver Quest to investigate and rectify a serious problem that surfaced at a woodcutting camp west of the city. Grotham's a good lad, says Wendell, and Tim brings his trade, therefore... Anything that interrupts his livelihood receives his prompt and undivided attention. He's had an axeman go missing, and he said two others nearly had their arms torn off. It's all happened at dusk over the last two days. That's, that's when the stumps are his most active, interrupts Pritham. Window flashes him an annoyed glance, and he apologises and turns to face the fire. Well, he was right about the last one. A stump silk, perhaps. Perhaps, continues Wendell, the more likely suspect would be a starving wayward forest troll. The attacks happened at dusk, and neither of the two men who nearly lost their arms ever got a good look, clear look at, got a clear look at their assailant. Whatever it is, I would be think it would be best for you to start for the camp at once. Groven is expecting me, but she should have no trouble with you appearing. Instead, Window gives you directions to the camp, and you set out at once. Planes arrive just prior to dusk. You find the woodcutter's camp west of Trithic, and with little difficulty arrive just before dusk. Despite what Window said, Grove and Longarm is visibly disappointed when he realises you've come in place of his long-time friend. What? The old knight too good for the likes of a woodcutter, he laughs. For you sense there's more than a little hint of distaste in the voice. No offence to you, Sir Crookington, for your feats are well known to me. And it is indeed an honour to is indeed an honour to meet you. Well then, I assume you know of our quandary. Follow you follow me, and I'll show you where it lies. Where lies the trouble? Grovem leads you to the edge of a wide swath of forest north of the camp that had been recently cut back. The poor 
broad field of stumps and felled trees extends for a great distance to the north and west. I had my men out of that stump patch, out of that stump patch before dusk today, he says, looking over the results of nearly two weeks of hard toil. Whatever it is, fairly certain it's lurking in there. So what he got one man, at least we haven't found him. And he nearly got two others. Windle thought it might be a troll. But something about all this just seems, well, different. You saw Groven. You, though, will fully investigate the patch and report your findings to him. He thanks you. And as he turns to head back to the camp, you take your first cautious steps into the stump field. Alright. I'm in a little waffle-shaped dungeon. You stand just inside the edge of the field of stumps and felled trees, the massive trunks of the fallen hardwoods, and piles of hewn limbs create a twisting mage that is somewhat treacherous to navigate in the fading light of day. Well, okay, it's not that. It's not that mazy. It's waffle-shaped. I'm, I'm on the north. I'm in the middle of the north side. All right, I'm going to go west. You wander cautiously through the field of stumps and fell trees, all the while plagued by a feeling you're being watched. Right northwest corner, a sudden movement from up ahead freezes you in your tracks. You watch in horror as a large stump begins to move. The stump draws itself into the centre of your path and stretches wide. Should rise a powerful set of fang-filled jaws and unleashes a furious bellow. You stare wide-eyed as the fearsome stump still now blocking your way. Without warning, the creature ambles forward and attacks, attempting to tear the flesh from your bones with its deadly fangs. This is a stump sill. Oh, 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 we've already found the monster. Well, that was quick. That was quick. Alright, once we've slain this, it, it's over. We can go. We can go out and get, claim our reward. And then everything will be fine. Oh, that's... There's more than one. The stumps are worn and it snaps its powerful jaws at you. Okay, keep going and it is slain. 6 XP. Hmm, that's not boss XP. You step over the remains of the stump silk and quickly set off on your way through the timber patch. Alright, alright, I guess we're going to keep looking just in case there's more. Oh, and there is more! Alright, there's more than one? Blimey. It's another stump sill. You know what, they, they should probably uh, get their wood from elsewhere. You know, I'm going to slay all these, but... I mean, there's probably going to be more dust beyond this area that will come in, and who knows? Yeah, get, get, get your wood from another part of the forest. Yeah, maybe. Just a suggestion. A suggestion. Of course, if you, if you keep going and, we, and you keep finding more monsters, we'll keep, you can keep hiring us to kill them. I mean, we'd like that, because we like killing monsters and getting paid for it. The stumps of wars snaps its powerful jaws at you. And is slain. 6 XP. You step over the remains of the stump still. Well, I guess I just hop over the remains. And quickly set off on your way through the timber patch. Alright, here's another stump still. Without warning, the creature ambles forward and attacks, attempting to tear the flesh from your bones with its deadly fangs. It's another stump seal. Stump seal number three. How many is there? Probably an unlimited amount until we slay. You're not entirely certain, but you can see something large moving to the south. I'm right in the middle of the waffle now. Another stump seal. Just going to quick combat that now. 6xp east side of the stump seal 
6xb, northeast corner, and okay. Anyhow, there's a question mark on in the middle of the south side, exactly opposite from where we entered. Stump seal, another one, another 6xb, another 6xb, stump seal. Must be some sort of big one. I can west here. Oh! You spend the next small while westing from excursions at the edge of the stump patch. I'm fully restored. Well, that's very handy. When at last you feel you're ready to continue, you once again resume your, tra your task. I mean, if you can just west here, you can presume. I mean, if you really wanted to, and I probably wouldn't recommend it because it's only 6 XP per combat. You, you could just turn this into a grind spot. A very annoying grind spot. But it's one that, you know, doesn't end. Alright, now. Hmm. Will they run out? Because it looks like they're not running out. Where are they all coming from? I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of wood here, so there's going to be a lot of stumps, but still. As you wander through the field of stumps and felled trees, all the while plagued by the feeling you're being watched. Well, that's because I am, by all these stump stills. Oh well. I'm just going to spend a, wa a while wandering around just to see if anything happens if you slay enough of them. Because I think something that should happen. I mean, the encounter rate's so high, it's nearly every move you make, you, f you find another one. Alright, keep going, keep going. 6xp for slaying some silk. That's what you do when you're slaying a stump seal. Slaying a stump seal by stabbing it right in the heartwood. Right in the heartwood. Stab it in the heartwood. Make it dead. And then we can use it to make a fine... To make a fine set of chairs. Or something like that. Or maybe an armor wall, or a stool, or a coffee table, or maybe a bedside table, or a desk. Who knows what we could carve out of all of the stump cells. All of the stump cells that we are killing, killing because we're not going to the question mark. At the bottom of the map, which is only four, four steps away from the entrance. And we've already been told it's where things are, in more than one way. Even if you didn't see the question mark, you would know there was something there. And this dungeon's very small, it's only a five by five square. So it wouldn't take you long, even if you weren't paying any attention. It's a very small dungeon, what I'm saying. And it's absolutely stuffed with stump stills. Is someone bringing these stump stills back to life? Because that seems to be the only explanation. That or they could just reproduce by splitting in two. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Because these are very obscure beasts. All we know is there's a lot of them. It's 6 XP for every stump seal I slay. And there is a lot of them. Right. I'm starting to think they're not going to run out. Right. What does the wiki say anything? 
I'll be checking that after three more fights. One. Two. Three fights. Alright, just going to check something. Alright, it seems that there's an unlimited supply of stump seals. Well, alright. Oh, is oh well, no, no, I just got lucky. Or unlucky. Thought I depleted them, but no, no, they're just still, they're still coming, still coming. Yeah, as I say, this could be a grind spot. Probably wouldn't recommend it because it's in, it'd be incredibly boring. Boring to get enough to get enough skills here to get a level up because you'd have to do thousands of fights just to gain one level one one level of well we're only getting combat experience so most of it will go to your weapon wheel your weapon will be sub skill or unarmed combat, of course, if you're unarmed at the time. Or you could very, very slowly get experience for any power by, you know, just using it. Telekinetic Blast. And then I get 6 XP to Telekinesis, but it's really slow. Alright, just keep 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 fighting the stump seals. Keep fighting the stump seals. Where are they all coming from? Seriously, where are all these stump seals coming from? Is there some sort of stump seal dimension that has been opened? You know, where there's an entire stump seal city and it's just sending an infinite number of people little infinite number of stump seals at me. Seriously, so many, so many. Oh, I've just got myself a wood icon. Disappeared amongst your possessions. Well, I guess I'll be identifying that at some point. Okay, I'm just going to keep wandering around until my next icon. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's how long I'm going to keep wandering. Going to keep wandering and fighting stump seals until I get another icon. Because that's just a large but obtainable amount of fights that I could engage in. There's so many fights. All these stump seals. So many stump seals. They all get. Stop to bits are then made into artisanal furniture Yeah yeah to do all these stump seals far too many stump seals I could end this at any moment I want by just fighting the just we're fighting whatever is in the southern side of the waffle but I'm not going to I'm just gonna keep fighting stump seals over and over and over and over and over and over and over again oh yeah keep going keep going keep fighting the stump seals well I've lost Lost about half my health from fighting all these stump seals. Well, fortunately, you can instantly restore. So there's no reason you can't just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and fighting them and fighting them and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting some more. Yeah, just keep fighting and fighting, fighting. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really silly thing to do. 
but it's only 6 XP per fight. Was that more than the wiki's? Oh, the savage bite of a random stomp still is bit into my flesh for 6 damage, but it don't matter, it don't matter. Alright. Right, I'm just going to keep fighting these. I've no reason to. Because the XP is pretty much worse than you just get by by just uh, more probably by exploring the realms of random even. Although admittedly, exploring the realms of random, there's a lot of those, a lot of those looking, those you found nothing messages, which don't get you any XP. But this, this you get XP nearly every other move. So, hmm. I don't know, I probably need some sort of graph to calculate fighting stump seals forever versus, you know, actually, you know, playing the game as a source of combat experience. Of course, that's another disadvantage of this is a grinding spot. You only get combat experience. You don't get you don't get any all skills or powers experience or loot or even or even much general experience. You get a little bit because that's just how it works with combat experience. You get general experience and whatever skills and powers you used in that fight, which means there are some powers that can't be leveled up, some skills that can't be leveled up like this. In fact, most of the skills can't be leveled up by this. Because you can't learn how to be a woodsman by fighting a tree. Both by fighting. It's just not, not the sort of thing you can teach you. That's just how it works. But you can learn how to blast things with magic by blasting things with magic. Alright, another stump cell. Yes. Alright, you know what? I'm going to pause it while I continue to fight stump seals. Okay, that's enough stump seal slaying. Must have killed hundreds of them by now, and there's another one. Yeah, no, I'm just going to continue. Alright. Opposite the entrance is the question mark to the south. A deafening bellow from behind nearly causes you to jump out of your, steam, your skin. You spin around to find yourself staring at a massive stump still. The massive creature lurches forward on its thick tangle of roots, its gaping maw revealing a double set of deadly fangs. Suddenly, the stump still charges, setting you back on your heels as its powerful jaws attempt to lock onto you. This is a massive stump still, like all the other ones we just fought, but bigger. The massive stump still roars as it snaps its powerful jaws at you. Savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 11 damage. And now it's just slain. 70 XP. You step back from the battered carcass of the massive stump still and allow yourself a few moments to catch your breath. Suddenly, you become aware of movements all around you in a swamp patch. You count the sinister silhouettes of at least three dozen stump stills. There's still that many left? Fortunately, however, none of the creatures seem to pay you any mind. You watch with growing interest as the army of forest greens move slowly into the deeper woods north of the camp. Okay, would you please stay there? Puzzled by this, you are left to summarize your defeat of the massive stump still. I sent the vicious beast to look for easier prey elsewhere. Confident that Groven Longarm and his woodcutters have nothing more to fear from these creatures, unless they go much, much deeper into the woods, you make your way out of the stump patch and back to the camp. Fine showing, Sir Crocus, says Groven. We relate to him your victory over the stump stills that infested the patch. It's amazing that any of us are alive, he says wide eyes, as you tell him just how many of the vicious creatures you witnessed in the stump field 
There is literally an infinite number of them. Yes, it's infinite. Although it, they can't, they can't all appear at the same time, though, because of time and space. I bet old Woodall will be sick with envy when you tell him about of them. When you tell him about this, that's just the sort of thing. He, that sort of thing is just his fancy, you know. Groven pays you the fee that he and Woodall agreed upon. Fifty gold tokens. You eager to set out for Twithick, but the woodcutters insist that you stay on for a supper and some strong spirits. Old Wendell told me that you could pour down with the best of them, Sir Grokington says, growing smirking. I'd hate to think he wasn't being truthful about that. Okay, accept the invitation or decline. One might as well accept. After what turns out to be a most delicious stew. The woodcutters bring forth several bottles of various strong spirits. Groven takes one of the bottles and holds it in front of you as you sit next to the roaring campfire. In fact, Sir Croatian, he says, Windle told me that you're just, just the gal to put me in place with the drink. How about a little wager? You outlast me and I'll double the fee. You don't? And I'll be having it back. Just a bit of friendly fun, you know. It's quite apparent that Grove and his brewing confidence eh, might as well accept. Your accept your acceptance of Groven's challenge caused quite a stir in the camp. Every man gathers around to see the renowned adventurer take up the drink with a man whose tolerance for spirit they believe knows no equal. Groven takes one of the bottles of strong spirits and thrusts it at you. Guess drink first, he laughs. Go on, Sir Crokington. It'll make a, make a lady out of you yet. Grover long arm and the west of the woodcutters watch with great interest as you bring the bottle of strong spirits to your lips. The pungent aroma escaping from the vessel is enough to make you want to wet. But you tip the bottle up and take your first swallow. Picking a number, bonus of 18, orphan body. Got to get 40 or more, or I fall over dead drunk. Pick now. 107, success. You shake off the effects of the drought and thrust the bottle back at Groven, who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts his head back and takes a double swig from the vessel. He wipes his mouth on his sleeve and hands you the bottle. Go on then, he roars good-naturedly. Have, have at it again, my friend. Groven Longarm and the west of the waters has watched with great interest as you bring the bottle of strong spirit to your lips. The pungent worm escaping from the vessel is enough to make you want to wetch. But you tip the bottle up and take your second swallow. Right, pick your number. Bonus of 18. Yeah, it's the same check again, but I get 45. Because, you know, I've already got alcohol in me. Pick now. 117 success. You shake off the effects of the drought and thrust the bottle back at Groven, who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts the head, his head back and takes a double swig from the vessel. He wipes his mouth on his sleeve and hands you the bottle. Go on then, he roars good-naturedly. Have at it again, my friend. Grove and Longarm and the rest of the Woodcutters watch with great interest as you bring the bottle of, bottle of strong spirit to your lips. The pungent aroma escaping from the vessel is enough to make you want to wetch. But you tip the bottle up and take your third, third swallow. Same trick again. You've got to get 50. Pick now 68. You shake off the effects of the drought and thrust the bottle back at Groven, who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts his head back and takes a double swig from the vessel. He wipes his mouth on his sleeve and hands you the bottle. Go on then, he roars good latently. Have at it again, my friend. Groven Longarm and the rest of Watcutters watch with great interest as they bring the bottle of strong spirit to you. She bring the bottle of strong spirit to your lips. The pungent aroma escaping from the vessels enough to make you want to wetch. But you tip the bottle up and take your fourth swallow, picking a number. Now, same check again, we're going to get 55. 
94, success. You shake off the effects of the drought and thrust the bottle back at Groven, who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts his head back and takes a double swig from the vessel. Suddenly, Groven looks as if he's about to wedge. The blustering woodcutter throws down the bottle and rises unsteadily to his feet, before being held back to a sitting position next to the fire. Good show, Sir Crokington, he croaks, as if attempting to reclaim his breath. I'll have to take Grundorter's word from now on. You're a champion with the beasts and the spirit. Alright. 64 Expedia General. Groven tosses you a bag containing 50 extra gold tokens. I told you if you, you would appreciate it if you kept his defeat a secret from the other members of the Silver Quest. 50 gold tokens. I mean, after all, he says, as he prepares to depart. They've got tales of monster hunting, right? And I've got my own Scott for the spirit. We've all got to have something that's our own. You promise to keep your victory a secret and bid him farewell before setting out on your road back to the city. Wondor and Prithvan are both pleased to see you return safe and sound. Iskadar is nowhere to be seen. They sit you down by the fire and listen intently as you relate to them the details of your conquest over the stump sills in the woodcutter's camp. Well, it's only a hunch, really, smirks Pratham. It could just have easily have been a few dozen trolls hiding amongst all those stumps. I mean, really, it, it could have. At least got old Groven didn't try to get you any sort of drinking sport. It's always been good for that sort of trouble. Window ignores his comrades and marks and congratulates, commends you on a fine showing. You know, Sir Crockington, he says, rising and retrieving a long-handled pipe for his mantle. If it weren't for you, I'll... Oh, never mind. Shh, never mind. And that's the end of this scenario with another 64 experience to general. All right, we're comfortably past an hour. Because I spent so long just wandering around fighting those stump stills over and over again. So that's it for this episode. And in the next episode, we shall continue proving ground five. This will last quite a while. And it's called The Lost Bracelet. Oh well. Time to save. And until then, farewell fellow adventurous. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.